And yet in this life, the church is saying they have arrived. That's why you are going to them tell her, no, let us go back to repentance. Let us go back to holiness until we enter the kingdom of God. You have not yet arrived because you are already behaving like you are reigning. Like you have entered the new Jerusalem. How? That's what he's saying here. It's a very serious thing he's saying here. And he's saying that today's church must be rebuked because that is now God rebuking them. You must go and rebuke them, right? You must rebuke today's church because of that self-entitlement. Rebuke them. Why are you rebuking them? Look at this. Because that behavior is called immaturity. They are not mature Christians. So, they have taken worldly wisdom. You are returning them to godly wisdom or heavenly wisdom. They are immature to think they have already entered. When they are still in sin, you are going to shake them with that rebuke to be able to mature them. To mature them. To remove them, in other words, from immaturity. That is your role. Because a mature church is a spiritual maturity. And it's a maturity of the stature of Christ, meaning holiness. Santidad. Solamente santidad. If you feed, if you give back to a baby, you go to a pediatrician doctor, right? And that doctor normally will tell you that feed this baby on this, feed on this, because I want the baby to grow. The doctor will say, I want this baby to grow. So when you feed on Cerelac and all these, I don't know whether they're called so anymore. But when you, so there are foods they prescribe for growth. And the baby will grow. When you take the baby to the clinic, next time they weigh, they weigh. They put on a weighing scale. Can you imagine the human being is weighed, right? They weigh. They put a stone this way and uh, they weigh. And when you check, you'll see that, wow, when you listen to what the doctor said, you should feed the baby on and you executed the instruction, you'll find it is true. The baby has gained weight. is growing. So the Lord is saying, the Lord right now is saying that the diet he has prescribed for spiritual growth is holiness and righteousness. So we need to feed the church on that so they can grow, right? To become the church of Christ. We don't have time for this time. So, when you are going to them in that condition of First Corinthians chapter 4, what are you going to clean out of them? You are going to clean out pride that is called pride, idolatry, adultery, complacency, comfort. Kenyans say comfort. It's alright. It doesn't matter. You are going to clean that out. Self-sufficiency, lukewarmness, self-entitlement. Those are the things you are going to clean out. Why? Because they are the ones... Excuse me. Can you focus on me? Those things have enlisted are the ones you are going to confront, right? To clean out. But they are the ones defining the character of the church today, right? We are looking at the condition of the church. So you understand? So that's why you are going to them. Because that is where they are. Not because they don't love Jesus, but they got it wrong. You just can't help them, right? Hallelujah. And they will also want to enter heaven. Nobody ever goes to church to want to enter hell, right? Because of time, let me just run down through this. First Corinthians chapter 4, really. And say, so you are going to call for repentance. 
Because you can see that that church in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 down, has lived without being accountable. They think they're just, you know, they've arrived. No, there's accountability. How you live here, <laughs> there is a book of deeds, right? There is a book of deeds. And that, in fact, even Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, Jesus himself says, I have watched your deeds. And in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, at that great throne judgment, books are removed. Again, Revelation 20, 11 to 15, at the white throne judgment, books are removed. Books. Libros. And in there, there's a book of life. But look at this now. That book, okay, that's alright. I know that a, you need to get your name there. You make sure you keep your name there. But there is a book that's removed called the book of deeds. And they open and read it and each person is admitted to heaven or not based on their deeds written in that book. Can you imagine when you will stand there and the whole world... I don't, first of all, can I say things here? Because you wonder where will that judgment take place? Because that scripture says when the Messiah now, the one you normally love, the one is very gentle to you in grace. When you will sit on that seat, the heaven, the earth will do what? Disappear. Just the dreadfulness of him on that throne. So that is the wake up call, right? The Messiah on the throne to judge, the white throne judgment, heaven and earth will flee from him. So the first question you ask is, where will that judgment take place? If heaven and earth will disappear, where will it take place? Number one, we know that it cannot take place in the new heaven. Not at all. No sin will enter there. It cannot take place in the new Jerusalem because no sin will enter there. It cannot take place in the new earth because no sin will enter there. So until now, it's a mystery where that judgment will take place. But in that judgment, it's very severe. Books are opened. Can you imagine now when they will open your book? It's, called, it's also called the Day of Shame. Day of Shame. Dear, the, the, where it's called? Vergüenza. The Day of Shame. Where if now they open your case, they tell the whole world, everybody now listen, we are now dealing with this one's case. And everybody is listening, watching. It's like a screen there now. They start now to go through her life. You see there now, why we are judging her. This is the impartial judgment. Strictly based on what you did. You see, she is now going to go to that house and she will enter there, but she will pretend to sleep. Then she's going to come out with a knife and she will escape deep and break this one. She will stab somebody there. So <laughs> the day of shame. The day of shame, look, she is going to leave her husband. Look, he's now going to work, yes? But someone will come there. Just watch. Everybody keep on. The day of shame. Can you imagine how terrible it is to stand before the white throne judgment with all your sins unrepented? 
It is terrible. Let us repent at this time. That's why you are going there, right? So, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 is such a serious rebuke. You are going to them because there is eternal judgment coming, right? You are going to them because in this scripture of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 to 21, you can see that Jesus is rebuking this present day church. Why? In order to save them from eternal judgment. That is the basic bottom line why he's rebuking them. You can, say, you can see in that form they are heading to hell, right? And that's why you are going to them, sent by Jesus, right? Are you still accepting to go? Oh, for you, normally you are not into rebuking. Hmm? Huh? Nobody answers me? He's saying that this church is being rebuked because she cares about public opinion. You are going to have to tell Apana? No. Public opinion does not matter. What matters is what your creator thinks about you. you. That's why you are going to this church. That's why they are being rebuked like that. I can see you have already arrived. You are saying you are kings and you are already ruling. Huh? You are, they have arrived. They are rulings. Entitled. You are going to them, Right? I'm glad we are alive. The whole world is watching. Hallelujah. And you are going to them because of self-reliance that you see in the present day church. We need to start relying on the Lord, on the Holy Spirit. I know very much that they have health insurance cards. Oncologist is an important person. Diabetes doctor is important. We know all these things. But we need to rely on the Lord first. So you are going there that this generation may start depending on the Holy Spirit. Depending on the Lord, right? That's why you are going there. Another reason why she's being rebuked in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 that we read is that the way she's living, if you listen to that rebuke, she's saying she has arrived, she's enjoying life. It looks like she thinks that Christian salvation is enjoyment. That once you receive Jesus, now you just enjoy. But you are going to them to let them understand that Christian salvation is what? Is a battle, a grand battalion. You need the, the what? You need this, uh, the breastplate. You need the helmet. You need to guard yourself, the boots and the sword. It's a battle. That's why you are going to them. And then you see, he places there the image, the imagen. Now he places the fallen church and the imagen of the true church. He says, based on the way you are living your life as a modern church, enjoying. You are enjoying life already. You are, you are kings already. Say, yeah, we, we are blessed. But Lazarus and, rich, and the rich man. The rich man thought he had arrived, that that was the favor of God. That is eating chicken every day with rice. He's eating chicken with rice every day and he's happy. He thought that is God has favored him. God has blessed him. God is on his side. But when he died, he found himself where? In the lake of fire. And that's why he's saying you must go to them and shake them from that complacency. Complacency is from the devil. The Christian life is a battle, a battle, a fight. 
on a daily basis. I know some people that know it. That know that. It is a battle. A serious battle. So you are going to wake them up on that. Look at that. He presents two images. Look. He says, it is as though we apostles, meaning we who are faithful to the Lord, are at the end of the procession. And there is a procession through the town. The Roman soldiers, when they took victory, when they went to battle and took victory, they always came in a, even other armies do the same, right? It's called a victory parade, right? Where this, yeah, victory parade, where the soldiers have won now. They are coming with their flag from the battle. They have won the battle. So they line up and they are marching. They are marching. And people are full. This side, people are full. They are celebrating them. And in other countries, they are marching. They're shooting in the air also. Like that as they're going. The Roman soldiers, when they came from victory, they always tied at the end of the victory the POWs, prisoners of war, the people they have captured. And the way they did, sometimes they shaved their head, half head, half beard, or torn the trouser so you could see them a little naked. There was a humiliation involved. When you were captured as a soldier, they would shave half beard and half head and they would tear your clothes so your behind can be seen naked. So that's what the Lord was talking about here. That the way the present church is enjoying life, they have arrived, they are already ruling with Jesus in the new Jerusalem. And he's saying, however, it now makes the true Christians appear like what? Those ones who have been captured, who are being humiliated, walking like this. Like that. And people are saying, hey, hey, like that to them. Are you still going? You must go, right? You must go and correct them. Hallelujah. You must correct them. You must tell them, no, complacency is from the devil. You have not yet arrived. It's a battle. And that rebuke, so in other words, is telling them that they are full. If you see up there, verse 1, it was saying, verse 8 was saying, it was saying, you already have all you want. You already have become rich. And today they are quite wealthy. You have begun to reign. The other version, King James, someone asked King James, my son, uh, <laughs> my son, uh, um, Ben Mungai, he says, you're already full. You are already full. So, that is amazing. Are you reading? Oh, okay, you have it here. Oh, you, are, you are already full. King James saying full. So, if you look at them today, the reason you are going to them is because they are already full. But when you check what they are full of, they are not full of the Holy Spirit, but they are full of the wisdom of the world. They are not full of the, 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 the righteousness, but they are full of pride. They are not full of uh, the fear of God, but they are full of wealth. They are not full. So this, you can list there many things here. This full here, you can change it. Here, you can now list why you are going to them, what they are full of. 
That's why you are going, right? Are you still with me? I need to read the team going to the airport. Time is not on our side. So, they are not full of God's treasures, but they are full of the world. Okay, they have removed it. They are not full of God's treasures, but they are full of worldly wisdom. You can remove it. They are not full of God's treasures, but they are full of worldly wisdom. It's kind of ironical. That's what the Lord is saying. It's ironical that at this stage they can be full already. So you are going to them. You tell them, no. You must now be full of the things of God alone, right? They are not full of God's divine wisdom, but they are full of the wisdom of the world. Hallelujah. They are not full of Christ, but they are full of the world. They are not full of the Holy Spirit. They are not full of faith, of course. Hallelujah. They are not full of perseverance. You can list as much as you want. They are not full of God's anointing, right? They are not full of repentance or remorse. But they are full of what? Goods today. Today they are full of goods. They are full of money, monetary wealth of this world. It is a tragedy. That's why you are going to them. Full of the flesh. Pride. But you'll also find something else. You'll find that they are full of personal achievements also in the church. Personal achievements. So, oh, I have a PhD in, uh, in law. A PhD in brain surgery. A PhD in, in theology. So they will also be full. Of, so again, now they are full of personal achievements. You'll find that they speak with a lot of eloquence on the personal achievements, but they don't have eloquence on the matters of God. That's why you are going. Are we together? Do you still want me to continue? Because I see people are quiet now. Sorry? Yeah, because I have team going to the airport. I need to release them. So this is very serious, blessed people. They are not preaching the cross. That's where you are going. Hallelujah. And so, the church does not know it has to be accountable to Jesus, so you have to go and talk to them. So, you are going to define through them who their enemy is, right? Their enemy is themselves, right? Their flesh, their personal will. You can see Uzzah was struck because of what? Personal will, independent mind. God says, this is my exacting law. You, you are doing your independent mind, right? Yes, so you are going to go to them and tell them that. That they should remove the independent mind from salvation. Let us obey the instruction of the Holy Spirit, right? Yes, independent. Today they are very independent in many ways everywhere. And so, the enemy is flesh and sin and rebellion, resistance, the world, whichever way you want to define it. Does somebody remember Jeshurun? So that is now the story the Lord is talking about. Jeshurun. Where they are so full of the things of the world that they forgot their creator, the rock, their creator. And the Lord is saying, you must run to them. You must go and tell them there is hell, a real place called hell. And they have to change their ways. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 32, 15 to 18. If she can read in a hurry because we are now closing. 
Deuteronomy chapter 32, 15 to 18. We don't have time. In, in other words, the Lord is saying, read it. If you're not reading, you leave it. Just forget about it also. I can read it myself. Okay, you have posted it. If you post, I, I found out that you don't have to read, to read. I found out you can post. So we don't have to hear from her. Yes, I found out you can post. It's even much better when you post. Hallelujah. So in other words, you are going to them. What we have seen in that scripture of First Corinthians 4 is the dangers of apostasy, right? Apostasy makes you think you are entering heaven. Oh my Lord. And then in the actual fact you are on the white road. So Jeshurun grew fat and kicked and was filled with food. Look now, full with food. Yes, and he became heavy and sleek and he abandoned God who made him his creator and rejected the rock his salvation, right? Can you continue? And then he says what? They made him jealous with their foreign gods and so forth. So th this is a very classic case that the Lord is presenting before you today. He's saying that remember Jeshurun was fat. Again, he says 15, he says what? Jeshurun was fat. Yes, fat. So, the present day church is behaving like a fat king, right? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> they have forgotten their creator. They are fat king. They are eating puerco pork. Puerco and shrimps. Hallelujah. Ah, oh, this is serious. Now, this is a classic why you are going, right? This is a classic why you are going to them. <laughs> Take care of public care of public opinion more than the Lord. So, what is the meaning there? As I finish, he's saying that the devil presents to them. He pre the devil presents the following. As we finish, this is the last statement. The devil presents. So the devil you're presenting. They're preparing the song. The devil presents to them as though walking with Jesus in holiness is cumbersome. Muy duro. As though walking in holiness is duro. It's not pleasant. And walking in a convenient salvation, the salvation that is compromised, is convenient, is easy, is good. That's what the devil is presenting there. Say, why would you do this? This duro. It's cumbersome, it's difficult, it's not popular, it's painful. There's an easy way. And the devil is saying, you can do anything, but nothing will happen to you. But when he made the same lie to Adam and Eve, it was a tragedy, right? Until today, it's a tragedy. Hallelujah. And so, do you remember Judas Iscariot? He walked very close with God, right? But at the end, he betrayed him. So he's saying apostasy is a betrayal to Jesus. You are walking with him so close, but you are on the other side. Hallelujah. Same level of betrayal. You walk with Jesus and yet the heart is very far away. That is the present day church. 30 pieces of silver they have taken, meaning they don't know the true value of Christ. They don't treasure him that much. 
Because 30 pieces of silver used to be the price you pay for someone's slave. If you take someone's slave to plow for you during the Roman times, and for some reason an accident happened, the plow hit him and he dies, you pay the owner 30 pieces of silver. Meaning, they did not understand the true worth of the king of glory. The sons and daughters of Adam, sons and daughters of the fall, cannot estimate properly the treasure of heaven. So that is where we have recycled back to. So you need to go back and give them the true treasure of Christ. God depends on you, right? And he says that uh, their spiritual condition, again, they're walking, they, they appear to walk with Christ, right? But all of a sudden, their spiritual condition is not that, right? So go and bring repentance to your nations. The Messiah is coming because you're going to clean out unbelief, pride, love of money, spiritual, stubborn sins. There are some sins which are called stubborn these days. Meaning they sin today, they repent, they sin tomorrow again, they repent, sin tomorrow and repent. Even they come to you as a pastor. They tell you, I've fallen into this sin again. The sin is not getting out. But God has power to cleanse all sin. Hallelujah. So, God's message is very important now. The message of truth, the message of the cross, and the blood of Jesus. Go and bring it to them. Thank you. So we are praying together now. There are new people here. They can receive. I think they received the Lord. They're all Christians here. I'm simply blessing you. I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Even as you live now, I have blessed you. Everybody's rise up. Rise up on your feet. I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Even as you leave to your respective countries, with all the love of Christ, I've blessed you. And the Lord Jesus will bless you. Jehovah will walk with you. He will bless you. He will establish you and he will use you mightily to be able to bring correction to the church, remove apostasy and establish holiness, the fear of God into the church, that you may prepare a heavenly church. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless all your flights and your trips and your missions. So it shall be a man. Hallelujah. Let us go with joy by first singing this song. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I know. <laughs> this is now the end of the sessions. No more discipleship after this. Jesus bless you as you go home. Two major healings have taken place in this conference. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Thank you so much. So the team go to the airport, please. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Why did, come this way, come this way, this way, this way, this way. Use the red carpet. Bow.
mountains Feliz All praises Heaven Nations Are singing My daughters, let's go! Oh yes, I, don't knock anyone, don't knock anyone there. Jesus loves you. The Lord bless you indeed. It has been a great honor to come to you. Thank you indeed, thank you. Yeah. Thank you indeed. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.